0: Coming up on the WAC Podcast, it's award season here in the Western Athletic Conference. We handed out some major awards this week. Plus, we're going to talk to Jim Baker, the outgoing athletic director at the University of Texas Arlington, as UTA gets set to rejoin the Western Athletic Conference this week. And we'll talk to Kendra about her big trip to Dallas. That's all coming up on the WAC Podcast.
1: Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan.
2: Welcome to the WAC Podcast. I'm Kendra Sheehan alongside Eric Danner. It is summer podcast season, so, you know, our sports have kind of died down a bit but it's it's award season so we just came out with this fantastic stan bates award in honor let's, of let's, one of our let's roll old out commissioners. the red carpet yeah right? right
0: let's i mean everybody's in their tuxedos and their million dollar dresses out here yes the, uh, stan- i know i am <laughs> so the stan bates award <laughs> is the first one that went out that is basically for the top scholar athlete in the league it is it takes into account. Their work in the classroom. Love that. Their work on the court or the field, depending on, you know, what their sport is, and then also their work in the community. And so well. our two winners this year on the women's side, Gianna Nicoletti, who we've talked about a little bit on the podcast this year, set the whack record in steals in a season this year with fifty one. Yeah. Twenty five in whack games only, also a record and helped Grand Canyon achieved their first ever NCAA tournament appearance in the sport of softball. Also a fantastic student and has already done 200 hours of student teaching. So I'm not a mathematician. Maybe she is since she's a (laughs) a teacher. Um, But I I would guess she'd be able to go right into the teaching field with with that under her belt.
2: Yeah. And how about this uh, quote from head coach, Shannon Hayes. I have never had a student-athlete do the things at the high level Gianna has done them this past season. So.
0: That, that's, that's pretty high praise, and, and Shannon Hayes coming in his first year. Yeah. Of course, Gianna had been there for four years already, and to, to be able to have that bond with Coach Hayes and with all the players who were already there to get to the NCAA tournament, quite an accomplishment. On the men's side, Hunter Schofield of Utah Tech – Formerly Dixie State, right. is our men's representative. He was first-team Academic All-America, first time uh, that's happened in the NCAA era for Utah Tech. Also a first-team All-WAC selection in the sport of men's basketball. So great student athlete, uh, true sense of the word. Did it did it on the court. Averaged uh, 15 points, 6.4 rebounds, as well as I believe his GPA 3.93. Wow! There at Utah Ooh. Tech, so. Uh, to the And this is always uh, one of our favorite awards to give out, is the Stan Bates Award, named in honor of, as you mentioned, former commissioner Stan Bates.
2: Yeah, congratulations to our two athletes who won that award, Hunter Schofield, Gian Nicoletti, very well-deserving. We'll have our academic awards for our uh, spring sports yeah, coming that, that'll, out.
0: Yeah, that will be out by the time this, this podcast, podcast comes so, out. Yeah. So we have over 1,000 Representatives. I mean, so you talk it's about so good to see it is, and for to be academic, I think it's three, three two, three two, three two to be all academic, and several of our student athletes of the year are on that academic list as well. Uh, comes to mind: uh, Carly Nance and Cassidy Wilbur in yep. softball, both of them on the list in track and field. Anina Brandenburg of ACU, and Clayton Frisch, the uh, outstanding pole vaulter from Sam Houston. Teddy Allen making the list because this one, we also bring in the first-year transfers and freshmen now that their first year is completed, what their GPA is. Uh, I I did read somewhere, Teddy Allen, a 3.98 GPA this year. So outstanding work in the classroom by the WAC men's basketball player of the year.
2: And possibly future... Dare we say NBA player?
0: Funny you mentioned NBA. The NBA draft was held this past week.
2: Oh, we're jumping.
0: We're jumping because there's a nice little tie in there. Yeah, uh, because we're
2: jumping. uh,
0: (laughs) Was was eligible to be drafted, did not get selected. Might have an opportunity to play overseas. I know he had several workouts for NBA teams, but Mm -hmm. uh, only two rounds in the NBA drafts. That's always tough to be selected in that a uh, small number especially when you consider all the players from Europe that can also be selected so it's That's not just correct. college players and you know they they put a value on uh, first year guys you know freshmen when well,
2: uh, we saw you know Utah Valley's Fardaz Amac was you know he had tested the NBA Waters the year before and then there was questions was he going to go you know go for the draft again this year and you know he opted to go to Texas Tech yes so you know
0: and I believe that was as a graduate transfer. Uh, don't quote me on that. Yes. But Even though I just said it on the podcast. Don't
2: quote me. I'm saying it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So And, and we've had uh, several other players over the last few years uh, do that same route where they test the waters, see what they need to do yeah. uh, to get ready for that level. Uh, Pascal Siakam, still the last WAC player to be selected. First round pick and uh, NBA still champion going. now. And yeah. all-star. And I think he was third-team All-NBA this year as well, so one of the top 15 players in the league.
2: Yeah, and he all started right here in the WAC. But the cool part, also, here we go. Let's just shift right on over to what is just right around the corner, two days, July 1st. We got...
0: Two new schools coming in.
2: Two new schools.
0: So we have UT Arlington. It's UT Arlington Week here in in the WAC, so we will have... In our second segment, our interview that we recorded actually a few weeks ago with Jim Baker, the current athletic director at UT Arlington. He is going to be retiring, and they have announced John Fagg will be his replacement there at UTA, so congratulations to him. I know there's a lot of excitement there for the Mavericks as they move forward, and we're certainly excited to have them in the WAC and also Southern Utah People might forget that when we announced the four new Texas schools coming in, in January of 21, Southern Utah also was part of that group. The four Texas schools then came in right away the first year. Yes. Southern Utah was in the big sky this past year. They will now be in the WAC, and they bring a lot to the table as well. They have football. They're an outstanding school in track and field and cross country, and we're, we're very excited to have a natural rivalry there for Utah Tech as well.
2: Absolutely, I think with the Texas. So you had mentioned we'll have seven state or seven schools from Texas that will be in the WAC next year, and then of course we'll have three. Is it three? Four from Utah. Three. Three from
0: Utah. Yes. With Utah Valley.
2: Yep. So we'll, you know, have those rivalries. And, and here's the thing, you know, uh, it's, it was released and we'll talk about it because yeah. it happened and there's nothing, you know. Um, we're not hiding anything. We're not hiding anything. Yeah. So it was UIW, Incarnate Word was supposed to, uh, join our conference as well on July 1st with these two other teams. And, and just about one week before they were supposed to join, they, uh, they pulled out they went back to the Southland and so we had released a statement we were you know taken aback I think we had said it was um you know Commissioner Brian Thornton and said it was highly disappointing um unexpected but at the same time you know we're confident our membership and the two new schools that we're going to bring in but yeah it was it was definitely I think it shook uh, some things but you know we keep moving forward that's just the college athletics landscape we're in
0: yeah if people were setting their their clocks for the walk whack podcast last week <laughs> um, we were hoping to have uiw athletic director richard duran on and in fact had already booked him and uh, found out uh, just a little while before he was due to be on that he would not be available and then of course the news came out a couple of days later and that kind of described okay why he wasn't
2: right why well, he, he couldn't be on our podcast on the
0: podcast, <laughs> which is unfortunate but uh, you know as as you said we move on uh 14 teams in the league this upcoming year so when you're doing scheduling, I mean even numbers are always better than odd numbers. Right. Um but of course we would have loved to have continued with, with UIW, but it didn't work out there. But mm-hmm. we're we're confident with our new direction of the WAC that Brian Thornton and our administration they're they're looking under every rock and talking to everybody about what the best fit is for the WAC as we move forward. So uh when we're sitting here you weren't sitting here you weren't even here yet yeah at <laughs> this time last year that's true i mean uta was you know not on not not a consideration maybe a consideration but hadn't announced because uh, they came in in january and uh so it's it's an ever-changing landscape so it'll be interesting to see what happens here in the next few months and years
2: Yeah, I mean, that's just life. We keep on going. That's just here. And you know what? New year, which means new sack president. So moving right along, ACU volleyball player Madison
0: Roar. Roar. Yes, she is the new sack president. Actually takes effect immediately as the previous president entered the transfer portal. Yeah. And so she was the vice president. So she takes over as president uh, for the upcoming year. And I know she was very excited about that. And she said she was so excited she gets to continue to serve student athletes at the conference level. Looking forward to hearing from student athletes about ways they can improve and grow the student athlete experience. So that'll be exciting. They're also going to elect a vice president Mm -hmm. at the WACSAC meeting, which will be later this summer. And uh, we we should also be announcing in the near future who the two WACSAC representatives from each school will be for the upcoming year as there's a male and female student athlete from each school. Um, I've described SAC as kind of the student council of uh, athletics, if you will. Yes. Um, Mm, As student athletes, uh, they get to participate in meetings and, and they give feedback on things that are important to them. They have initiatives. I know a few years ago, they had a mental health initiative. We put together a PSA on that. Uh, so those type of things are, are what uh, sack. they also give to the community. Uh, a lot of times when they have in-person meetings, they'll go out do Habitat for Humanities, things like that we've seen over the years. So it's a very good uh, uh, group of people, and it's always uh, some of the best student-athletes on campus.
2: Now it's very exciting because, you know, student-athletes that are in SAC. I think I got to, you know, I should probably ask my sister, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> she was she was a part of it. I don't know. That now, might now, be. Little, this. Little we be be little, might be just lying here on the podcast. A little,
0: little behind the curtain here, your yeah. sister was a Division One student athlete. Yes,
2: she was at over at Auburn. Yes, track, cross country,
0: and seems like she four years. She might have been a sack type person.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She definitely would be. She is totally <laughs> that person. So, um, got a little insight on what you know.
0: <laughs> what to expect? Exactly. Um, speaking of uh, Kendra and her family, Kendra herself. <laughs> Kendra me. Uh, I got to go to Galvanize, another event. We had talked about it a few months ago. Yes, with the triangle. The the virtual event. Uh, This time we had an in-person event in Frisco, Texas, which I'm sure a lot of our schools are now familiar with. And you got to go to the Star. Is that correct?
2: Yes, the Star. So... Um, you know, I had been a part of Galvanize before virtually, we talked about it, uh, with the shrine bowl, kind of some of those athletes, we worked with those athletes, but to be in person, it was so cool. Okay. So we go to Dallas or, well, we're not in Dallas. We were at the star in Frisco Yes, and, um, Got to work with the rookie class for the Cowboys. We were actually the last meeting that they had before they got to go home on their break. Now, so. no,
0: no. let me back up. Explain to us what Galvanize is.
2: Okay. All right. We'll start. We'll start from the top. Yes. Tippy tippy top. Okay. So Galvanize was started by Laura Oakman, NFL sideline reporter. I believe she's the third longest tenured sideline reporter, uh-huh. um, and so she her kind of thought process is that she started at a very young age she covered the bulls through Michael Jordan's championship era and there weren't a lot of women in the industry and so now that there are she feels like she sees that you know you go on a you go on a field and you see another woman and your first thought is like What does she look like? Am I better than her? Am I prettier than her? Whatever. You're going to, you're kind of like size each other up. What do you do? What's your experience? And her, her hope is, and because we don't always feel like there's enough space for both of us. So her thought and her hope is that through this galvanize, she takes, you know, ours was 24 women and you bring them together. And so our first day, it's just the women. We're all in a conference room and we get to know each other. and We talk about a lot of different things. And her hope is that if you actually knew who this person was mm-hmm. and, oh, if you guys get to talking about things, you realize like, oh, well, you guys maybe have the same, you guys have overcome the same struggles or the same fears or the same insecurities. And you're like, oh my goodness, I want to cheer this woman on. There's enough room for the both of us. And, you know, I want to be this person's biggest cheerleader. And so that's her hope is that, you know, by, you know, being open and sharing that you realize that, you know, this could be a sisterhood because, you know, she never had that and, So she realized how important it is, you know, now to see another woman and be like, Oh my gosh, this is exciting. There's room for both of us. So that's her whole thing. And then you take that and we learn different, you know, interview techniques and how to really focus on who the athlete is versus just what they do. So we talk about, you know, we don't really, we don't talk about football at all. You know, we go in and we get paired with the rookie and we don't research them at all. And so you kind of share with them at the beginning, I was with, Uh, Marquise Bell, who uh, was out of FAMU and uh, he was a free agent signing. And so, you know, you start off and you're like, Hey,
0: I don't even (laughs) know
2: any, I have done zero research on you. You know, even a general idea of who these people are, but you're like, I'm not here to talk about football. I'm here to talk about how, you know, this is the biggest moment of their lives. You know, are you, are you stressed? Are you, you know, and they share with us and it's not really like we aren't the media, the journalists, like nothing that we really do leaves that room. It's more for uh, preparation for them, media training. And so her, her also Laura's thing is that she's seen so many athletes throughout her, you know, many years covering that towards the end of the career, they're like, man, you know, I wish I would have used the media the way I guess the media used me, Mm -hmm. you know, like regardless, the media is going to talk about you. So you have the option to, Steer in a direction where you want it to go. Do you want to start a charity? Get that out there at the beginning versus waiting until your last year in the league, and then do you get as much coverage? So that's her whole thing. So first day, all just women learning about each other. I mean, I feel like I know these. So, people. so you said
0: twenty-four galvanizers. Twenty-four galvanizers. How many players?
2: It was I want to say it was twenty-nine.
0: Okay, and this is their rookie mini camp.
2: Yes, their rookie and mini so- camp at the Star.
0: I am trying to think. So draft picks, signees, those kind of folks?
2: Yes. So all of all of your draft picks, all your free agent signings, twenty nine of them all fighting for, you know, that spot.
0: Now as I recall when you were doing the Galvanize event a few months ago, Ty Freifogel Yeah was one of your and he he's signed there. With the Cowboys, right?
2: Yes. And so it's funny because I saw him and so I went up to him afterwards. I wasn't paired with him. And I was like, Ty, do you remember me? And he was like, You know what? When we did uh once we spoke with our rookies, we kinda of did a presentation to the group. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you walked up there, I'm like, I know that person and so we got <laughs> to talking and I'm like, I was so excited to see you sign with the Cowboys because you know, you talk to them and you feel like you get to know, you know, some of their upbringings. You know, he said mm-hmm. he's had to overcome a lot to be where he is, so it was just cool to be like, Oh my goodness, you know and, and I told Marquis Spell, I said, Do not forget me, do not forget this conversation, five years, you know. Yeah. And the hope also is that because they're rookies and we're you know typically I mean it's all Galvanize is all ages but you know some people are in different spots is that you know while they're building in their career and we're building in our career we can both kind of be our cheerleaders like for each other too.
0: So does Laura then kind of critique your interviews or anything like that with with the people you're paired up with or how does that work?
2: Yeah, so it it's kind of shifted over the years. So we kind of we we interview and then we share what we learned we basically introduce our rookie to the room and Mm -hmm. our the hope is that we introduce something that they didn't know about each other because they don't talk about it and then they realize like oh man like look at all the new you know friendships we can make and then we do a stand-up and so she helps kind of critique us on our stand-up and you know she's always there for any question so she you know we do a huge part of that first day is, you know, how to talk to your player. How do you get, you know, them to open up? How do you make them feel comfortable enough, you know, sharing things with you that they might be uncomfortable sharing? You know, things like that. So, she does a lot of how to, you know, I feel like I walked away knowing how to better interview or you know, learn more about our student athletes. Cause it's not always an interview. It's just a conversation. It is.
0: You know, it is like, like the podcast here, like the podcast. And I was pretty excited last week that I looked at my Twitter, which I don't, Tweet a lot. Yeah. I, I'm better perhaps try the E or Diz.
2: Ah, yes. And I
0: got the follow from the blue check mark of Laura Oakman.
2: Laura Oakman. <laughs> you know, and she, just as amazing as you think she is, more amazing in person. Yeah. Just, you know, you and, can and, just tell that that's her passion because she's like, you know, silent reporting is amazing and all the things she's done has been amazing. But now where she's at, she's like, that's cool. But what drives me is, is you know, this galvanized and she's just created this, you know, I mean, from where it probably started, now she's in how many NFL teams, and they they want her to come back every year. Yeah. I mean, the guys the guys will still talk about it. You know, years down, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I remember my my galvanizer." You know, so it sticks with the guys. It is it is meaningful. So it's pretty cool. And, and, and she gets, cool to be part of.
0: She did the Super Bowl this past year. Yes, and I was talking to her probably in October or so last year, September. And her husband's a filmmaker, and they were going to the Cannes Film Festival in France. Yeah, or was it Italy? I think it it was Italy. Was it Italy?
2: I think it was Italy.
0: Is it Cannes?
2: I don't know. I don't know.
0: It was some big film festival overseas, and I was like, wow, she has a cool life. (laughs) Yeah,
2: well, she certainly does have a pretty cool life.
0: Well, speaking of football (laughs) and getting to meet players, uh, we have our Football Media Day coming up July 19th, which is right around the corner.
2: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean. I mean it is. And it's actually so insane how fast it it's all moving it along. Is.
0: So uh, July 19th at the Woodlands uh, at the Marriott there. So that's, we had our first one last year, of course, football, back in the WAC. First time uh, for several years last year. So uh, we'll get to meet uh, players and coaches from all the teams in the WAC this year. So we have seven with the departure of incarnate word but uh, nonetheless more than we had last year and southern right. utah will be joining the ranks of uh, football schools in the wax so um, you get to talk to all the coaches and players via live feed i believe is the is the plan yeah um, we'll be doing some one-on-ones we'll be doing some social media things uh shooting some psa so it's a lot of work kind of jammed into a one day
2: It is, and then we'll have a show that we'll put together afterwards that will also air on ESPN+. Um, Knock on wood. Knock on wood. (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, you definitely will get a lot of insight on, you know, what to expect this upcoming year. And I think we'll just have a lot of fun with the players too. That's where, you know, hopefully we'll shoot some fun videos that you guys will see throughout the year. You know, we're not just going to release everything all at once. You know, we're going to hold some stuff, especially when we, you know, get into some of the rivalries, Battle of the Piney Woods. We talk about that. You know, I mean, we'll be releasing stuff in increments. So we're going to get enough content for quite a a while so these players these coaches better get ready it's going to be a blast at the woodlands
0: we'll be looking forward to WAC football media day on july 19th coming up next as we mentioned july 1st the first day back in the WAC for ut arlington we're going to talk with their current athletic director jim baker who's going to be retiring he's coming up next after the break Hercules Tires is the official
1: tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for more than 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you,
0: visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheen. We're now joined by Jim Baker, the Director of Athletics at UT Arlington, as we have our get-to-know week with our new schools coming into the conference. Jim, thanks for joining us on the show. No,
3: thanks for having me. Looking forward to talking to y'all.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Jim. And first off, as far as getting ready, I guess, to go back into the Western Athletic Conference, UTA was was in for a short time, uh, about a decade ago. What are some of the changes uh, that, that you've had to get ready for in this transition as, as UTA will be in the WAC this year?
3: Well, I mean, I mean, we really started this process about a year ago, uh, just uh, when the whole world of athletics started getting, you know, turned on its head again with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, heading to the SEC. Uh, we kind of had a feeling that things were going to start changing again uh, in this uh, wacky world of athletics. so. We uh, really took a staff and just started looking around seeing what a good landing spot would be for us. Um, and then um, started talking to Brian uh, when he came on board. And uh, that's when the talk started uh, uh, getting a little hotter and, and and heating up a little bit. And uh, so yeah. th- that was the biggest thing we were looking for is what made sense for us, uh, knowing that the sun belt would probably not the place for us anymore since football was, uh, what their emphasis was going to go and expansion. And, uh, you know, we had a great, great run there and it, it's a great conference. And, uh, but we just, uh, really were upfront with them and they were up front with us and, and, uh, just, um, being, uh, communicating with each other and just saying, Hey, you know, let's do what's best for the conference. What's best for, uh, UTA. And, uh, um, and you know, then last December, we, we met with Brian, a couple of the presidents, and, uh, and then made a decision in January that uh, the WAC uh, was the place for us to go. Uh, and we just felt that uh, with the Texas schools and, and with the leadership and, uh, and where their vision uh, was for a conference, that that really fell in line with what UTA uh, was looking for.
2: Yeah, you are in the WAC in 2012 to 2013, where you won the men's cross-country championship. You shared a regular season baseball title. Then you went to the Sun Belt. Then you went to the Southland. What excites you most about the vision that the WAC has under a new commissioner moving forward that makes this the location or the conference for you?
3: Well, again, I think the proximity with the other schools in Texas. Um I think that that was one thing that really excited us because we can build rivalries. You know, our, 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 um, our fans can go to their games, uh, you know, when it's on their, at their, their campuses and and vice versa. And we had that this year, we played Abilene Christian, you know, before in, in November, and they brought a lot of people over here. Um, and so I think that will help us build some better crowds and some rivalries in state, um, and then I think again, the the vision they had for basketball was was one that really um, excited us. And because in the Sun Belt, you know, football was king, and basketball not that it's not important, but the priority was football. And as it should be, I mean, that's where all the money was. And uh, so again, with Brian and when we met with the presidents, it just that was very apparent that that was going to be one of their focuses on really getting into it and finding out what it will take to to get a second team in or get your first team in and get a higher seed for us and and a strategy behind it and uh, I think in the meetings last month in Vegas that that came to the forefront that you know a day and a half was talking about basketball schedule and what's what's the best uh, route and and the you know best practices and, and things that we need to do so, but those two things really made it um, for us. Probably the, the the focus of those two things that made us say that the WAC was a place for us to go to.
0: Well, speaking of Vegas and speaking of basketball, UTAs first time around, I got got a taste of WAC Vegas and be heading back there again this year. And you mentioned Jim the quality of competition in the WAC and. And we saw it uh, really go up this past year with with the addition of the four new Texas schools, Southern Utah, also coming in and now UIW. What do you see as the future uh, of WAC basketball, like you were talking about with, you know, potential scheduling models and then also just having a a really good conference tournament and everybody having to kind of up their game, it seems.
3: Yeah. uh, Again, you hit on all the points. And I think, again, that it is going to be very competitive and I, and again, with the focus on the scheduling and trying to get the net up, and the things that um, that they're doing with the scheduling coming up, and you know, waiting until last, till August, and, and the things that they're doing to to try to, you know, it, it's it's a little bit of science and it's a little bit of art that they're trying to do, and but again, it's just the attention that they are paying to it. Um, and I can, I think, in, you know, it's not going to get done in a year. But I think, uh, you know, next two three years, I think we'll see the dividends of the work that they're putting in now, um, you know, on making this, um, you know, basketball century conference and growing it that way, uh, both on the men's side and the women's side.
2: You've been director of athletics since 2012 and as of fall 2021 you have over 47,000 students enrolled at UTA it's the fourth largest institution in Texas, how have you watched this campus blossom since you first took the position as director of athletics to now and giving those students the ultimate experience.
3: Well, it has, and, you know, and the, the one thing that helped us when I took the job in 2012, they built a brand new arena, uh, the College Park Center, we just, you know, it's amazing how fast time goes. We just celebrated our 10th anniversary. Um, and so, again, um, it gave us a place to recruit and a place that when we get kids to campus that they, can, they walk through this building and see that, you know, we're serious about basketball uh, you know, our presidents have done a really good job. This, um, I, this would be my third president who uh, started this, uh, about two months ago. Um, but the focus of just really growing this university, um, you know, getting more housing on campus, uh, the, the quality of the education and all that, um, again, we still need to continue COVID kind of, you know, everybody kind of put a damper on, uh, on um, getting crowds to the game. So we're, we're building back, you know, and uh, last year um, after COVID, you know, we started getting crowds again, getting the students back involved, but you know, they're gone for a year. So we're really going to have to do, you know, work hard again to get them back here and get it back in their focus. But uh, but it's, uh, it is a great university and, uh, you know, our new president, uh, I'm really excited for, because I'm retiring at the end of August, uh, for the new AD work with our new president, because she she sees the value of athletics, um, and um, you know we've had some a, a lot of good talks about it, and talked about the WAC and what it's going to take to compete in the WAC, and um, and so I think she understands that it does take commitment, and she she also understands that we got to get the campus involved, uh, you know from from the faculty and the staff and the students, so. Really excited, and I think you know, with the new president, new AD, new conference, that uh, the best years for UTA are, are ahead of us.
0: Well, we're, we're certainly excited about that, Jim. Now, as for in terms of fans coming out, uh, the, the WAC looks a lot different now than it did just a few years ago, and having UTA right there in Arlington with all the amenities that, that are around, kind of tell maybe visiting fans, coaches, players, parents, if they come out and to watch their team play at UTA, what kind of things are around, maybe other than ju- just whatever sport they're gonna be watching?
3: Well, the, the great thing is you know, for the schools in Texas, it's easy to get to. For the schools in the West, you know, you can fly into DFW, which is 15 minutes from our campus. And you've got, you know, Love Field for, if they're flying Southwest. So, so access to Arlington is gonna be, you know, fairly easy for most uh, for most of the schools. Um, Arlington, since I've been here, has blown up, in um, the last 10 years and they had a master plan for about $5 billion in growth. Um, and they're at about 1.8 right now with the new Ranger stadium. They built, um, they're using the old stadium, obviously at t You've got Texas live over there. You got live by Lowe's. They're building another Lowe's hotel. We got the, uh, Medal of Honor museum coming in. They've just released, uh, last week, uh, some more things that they're going to be doing in the entertainment area. So, um, so a lot of things, hotels, a lot of different hotels here. A lot of things, you know. We got Six Flags when it's warm, you know, uh, but there there is a lot of activities. And then you got Fort Worth, which is 20 minutes to our west, um, you know, with the stockyards and and their downtown Sunday at Square. So there's a lot of things that people can do uh, when they come here. Um, you know, hopefully when we have championships here at on our campus or in Arlington that I think there's things for the fans to do. So um, Arlington is um, it's a growing town. It's a lot different. Than what it was 10 years ago. And I think in five, 10 years, it's going to be even uh, even that much different just because of uh, the leadership um, of Arlington that they really have been pro business and and pro entertainment. And uh, you yeah, know, we have the, the Dallas wings who play at uh, WNBA team, they play in our building. So, so a lot of activity going on around here. They redid downtown, which is three blocks from us with a lot of new restaurants and uh, activity. So, so a lot to do other than just uh, the sport event they may come to see.
2: That certainly sounds like a lot of fun. In terms of athletic traditions, say you're sitting in College Park Center, what are some of the things that fans can expect that your fan base does to kind of, you know, hype up the teams or anything that's special to this university?
3: Yeah. I just think, um, again, it, the building is it's a really nice building. It's been here 10 years. So there's not a bad seat in the house. Um, and you're right on top of the play. Uh, again, we're, we're still trying to build a little more tradition here. You know, we're, we we all want to be grand Canyon. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm going to tell our president, our AD, new AD and the director of, uh, uh, development and our register, they need to go. When we play out there, they need to go and see, uh, um, you know, see what they've done because they, they've done a great job out there. So we we need to continue to to get better in that, to be honest. Uh, but when we do have our fans in here and we have our student body in here, it's a loud place. It, it really can be loud. And so, um, so it, it, it's a good place to watch a game. It's fun. It can be loud. Uh, but we still have a little ways to go. Um, to get to the place that uh, you know, Grand Canyon is at. And that's that's what we want to be.
0: Well, Jim, we're going to expect you to be uh, a body painter then, I guess, if you're going to be part okay. of the uh, whatever the new thing is there at UTA okay. uh, to keep up with the Havocs. Well, one thing I wanted to talk to you about real quick is uh, once we once we air this, I guess it'll be official that uh, the WAC offices will be moving to the Arlington area. And I, we're we're very excited about that. And in terms of the strategically, I mean, with UTA right there, you mentioned Abilene Christian, not far away, kind of a good rivalry. Tarleton, not too yep. far away. Stephen F. Austin, some of these things as far as the WAC moving forward. I imagine you would have to be excited about uh, the fact that the conference offices would be moving uh, right in your backyard, literally, I guess.
3: No, it's something that Brian and I talked about from the day we got in there because, uh, you know, he said that they're probably going to their offices to the DFW area. And so I just felt that this would be the best place for it uh, because, A, you're going to get, uh, you're going to be able to have access to the mayor, to the city manager, to the ACVB, to the chamber, to the Texas Rangers and all those folks. And and they care, um, you know, they care about uh, UTA. And so I just felt that that was going to be more when, if you went somewhere else in DFW, you're just going to be another, There's going to be another. I mean, we got you know, the Southlands here, the, you know, the um, American, the big 12, they're all over in the urban area. And, and so I just felt that here would be, you get the more cooperation from the city and being in our backyard that we could host events here more. Uh, so I think it's a win-win for the conference. I think it's a win-win for UTA and, and for the tech school and really um, it just, uh, I just think they're going to see more cooperation from the city and, and, and and put their footprint here um, that it's going to make a bigger difference. And if they wouldn't land anywhere else in uh, DFW.
2: Certainly. Well, we can't wait to visit the campus. That'll be soon as we move to Arlington. That was Jim Baker, the director of athletics. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing a bit about UTA with us. And uh, thank you for Eric Danner and myself for listening to the WAC podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACSports.com.